Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. This podcast has been recorded during Vivite, an event organized by the Alleanza delle Cooperative Italiane, the Alliance of Italian Corps. This is the Italian Wine Podcast. My name is Monty Gordon. Today's guest is Valeria Guaggiotto. Wow, that's that's not an easy one. Uh, Valeria, you are the export manager from the VTDB cooperative in the province of Vicenza. Where is the province of Vicenza? Vicenza is in the middle of, uh, in the heart of Veneto region. That is one hour from Venice and half an hour from Verona. So just in the middle of a beautiful area for especially known and famous for viticulture. Okay, so explain Vitibitis. Has it got 100 years of history or is it a recent, a recent creation? It's a recent creation. It was created in 2015 thanks to a merge uh, among three co-op, a leading co-op in the province of Vicenza. So one is Colli Vicentini, the second one was uh, Cantina di Gambellara, which was also the oldest co-op in the province of Vicenza, founded in 1947. And the third co-op was uh, Cantina Valleugra, uh, located in Malo, in a very, uh, yeah, the Predolomiti area, very close to Asiago. So, that, I mean, that must have a very different microclimate compared to the other two, if you're not near the Dolomites. The Dolomites, everyone knows for skiing, right? So why would three cooperatives merge together? Why would they get married? Why would they have a sort of cooperative threesome when they could all be individual, you know, cops doing their own thing, having fun on a Friday night? So main reason is because together we are stronger. Okay. And uh, we have a bigger portfolio to promote and to send all over the world. And also because of this way we have, of course, tried to maintain costs and try to uh, be more competitive. Okay, so when you talk about the, the different offer of product that you have, let's just go through those three cooperatives one by one. The, the, what are the specialities? The Cantina di Gambellara, what, what is the wine that is produced in Gambellara? What's it made from? What's it called? So we have 1,500 vine growers and 2,200 hectare vineyards, mainly located in 56 counties all over the province. So the main fear, fear to before the merge was our vine grower don't want to merge at the beginning because they, they want to not to lose their identity. So actually after the merge, what we tried to do was to enhance the diversity, the characters of the three co-op. So we try to give a role, a leading role of each co-op. So Colli Vicentini is mainly uh, red wine and sparkling wine. So what are the red wine grapes that uh, you're working have, with? We uh, have Rosso, which is Grenache genetically. And then we have Merlot and Cabernet, of course. But we have also a very good uh, production of Pinot Noir. Then we have the sparkling wine. And sparkling wines are very, very important in our portfolio. We have have uh, Prosecco, but we have also autochton varieties like Lissini Durello, which is a very interesting grape variety. Volcanic soil is located in Monte Lissini, the mountain range that divide the two provinces, Verona and Vicenza. I've got two questions before we go on. And the first one is, why does that particular area have so many, quotes French grape varieties, plus the Durello? 
Because Napoleon was there. Napoleon, it's all his fault, is it? It's Napoleon's fault. Yeah, we can't interview him today. He's a, <laughs> no. bit, he's a bit busy today, but we'll try and get him in the future. And what about Durello? I mean, why is it called Durello? Because the, the Italian word duro means hard, and the, the skins of this grape variety is particularly hard, harsh. The, the old Roman word for this grape variety was durasena, and there was a lot of uh, document and evidences that this kind of grape variety was used in very, very ancient times. And uh, durello means duro because it, it is a white grape variety that has a late harvest. We will beginning of October. We try, we start the harvest beginning of October. And uh, the soy was a prehistoric sea. There's a beautiful museum in Bolka where they found a shark, shells. There was beautiful area and very unique soil that gives this wine a structure. Uh, like uh, I, I say that this wine has the elegance of a white grape variety, but the body of, and the structure of a red grape variety. So when you talk about the soils, are they white soils, very calcareous soils? Okay. Right, so that was uh, Gambellaria. Gambellara is uh, one of my favorite places because it's uh, basaltic. We have some vineyard that, well, you can go and see the basaltic columns coming out from the soil. And uh, Garganega is one of the most versatile grapes that we have because it's very good when you when you use sparkling wine. When you dry the grapes, we produce also Vinsanto, we produce a Recioto di Gambellara, and also very very good as we have tried now to add this Gambellara Classico or we will launch this Gambellara Classico all over the world. It's very aromatic. This grape, these clones of Garganica that we use is mainly located in the Monte San Marco and this uh, tends to become pink and red when ripened and it's very, very, ni- very, very nice grape. So and what are you talk about the basalt soil? these columns how, how did why would the how were these columns formed what was the mechanism it's uh, only the, the the time that create this beautiful soil is something that uh, not, not we lot. discovered okay. okay so the second one is the cantina valleogra valleogra di mano founded in 1961. This was the youngest co-op of the group Cantina Vitevis. Size 1961 by 60 people, so 60 people, mainly checking 60 hectares, so very, very small if you compare to the other two. Why is that? Is, it, is the terrain very difficult? Is it very hilly? Or? It's very hilly and mainly these people are also busy with the cows and because there's a, a very interesting place where where they produce milk for Asiago cheese. So most of the people has both type of businesses, so viticulture, but also production of milk. And What's the altitude then? It's more than three, four, four hundred meters. So it's not that high It's then. not that high, no, it's not that high. But also Asiago is not that high. I've got to go to, I love uh, cows and I love uh, wine. <laughs> so. I'm into my biodynamics, I'm afraid, so I love anything with a cow in it is, is going to get me excited. So, folks, if you want to go and see some cows, go to the Val Leogranimaro. And so it's still quite small. You've got 60 growers with yeah, 60 hectares. And we convert the entire production to organic production. And what's the main grape? 
It's mainly is Lessini Durello, so because we are on the edge of uh, Bolca and Monte Lessini, and then we have Pinot Grigio, of course, and San Merlot. It's definitely my play, you know. It's all things about cows. Yeah. Uh, but the soil isn't volcanic though here, is it? Or is it? It's more uh, calcareous. So the 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 Vulcano Spento is in Gambellara. The extinct volcano. Yeah. Okay. Right, and so what are your main markets then? I mean, how easy is it going to the market with co-op wines from very, generally quite small Italian cooperatives, even if we have heard of Gambellara and things like that? How easy is your job? It's not that easy because what we try to, to do is to balance what we tr- we sell abroad so I mean of course we have Pinot Grigio of course we have Prosecco which are both most of the popular grape variety Italian grape variety around the world but uh, our goal our aim is also to promote unknown not so famous grape variety as Garganega or and we are actually very happy about that because we, we try so our main markets at the moment are UK, Sweden, Russia and so we try to at least to convince customer to try. Because it, you know we, d- we, we need bold buyers that <laughs> that believe in our job. But isn't, I mean, isn't storytelling part of that as well? I mean, you've also got Garganega, you say it's not a very well-known grape. I mean, a lot of people probably won't have heard of it, but if anybody's drunk a bottle of Suave, I know I shouldn't mention that word in this interview, but that is the main Suave grape. Is it difficult for you, quotes, to have to uh, tiny little regions that no one has really ever heard of to, com- to compete with a behemoth like Suave, which is just so powerful in Italy? I know, and it's, it's not easy, and of course it's, it's tough and it's difficult, but uh, I'm lucky because uh, the quality of the wine that I use to present people speak by themselves so I don't need to convince anybody they try the wine if they are happy about the quality and the price of course the the price and quality relationship must be must be there they are all happy and so we of course it's a long-term relationship that you you must create with your customer but uh, it's something that uh, it's something that we try to build every day. Great. Thanks very much for explaining to us what you're doing in the in the Veneto with your cooperatives, your threesome of cooperatives, uh, all on very different terroirs and doing different things. Great to talk to you. Wish you every success, and uh, I definitely want to come and see those cows. Okay. Not, in, not interested in the vines. I just want to go and see the cows. Okay. And try some of that cheese. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Ciao. Cheers. This episode has been brought to you by Vinitali 2018, taking place in Verona from April 15th to 18th. Vinitali is the wine exhibition that helps you discover and get to know Italian wine and features over 4,200 wineries. Follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram.